knowing that, but I knew I was going to drink again. If, if you know, I'll, I'll only drink beer, you know, from now, no more, no more, you know, fireball and uh, tequila shots for me. Or I'll only drink a light beer. I'll drink Coors Light. That's not even beer. That doesn't even count. And I'm making these promises because that's what I'd always done. I'd negotiated. And I ended up making this promise kind of out of the blue. And I promised that I would, uh, that I would not drink for 30 days. I was not going to drink for 30 days because this, this actually, this was my birthday. This was my, I think it was my 47th birthday. And uh, I, this was a switch is October 1st. And I said, if, if uh, I'm going to go all of October without drinking, I'm going to call it Sober October. This is Scratch Your Own Itch, the one show that delivers the conversations that we're afraid to share, but need to. This show is all about creating a life worth living. I'm Logan Tyler Nelson, and I'm your host. So you're going to hear conversations with creators and entrepreneurs talk about what they do, their current and past traumas, how they became who they are, and what they are truly curious about. This is the show where we talk about the things we think about a lot, but need to talk about more. Please take note that this show is not a substitute for actually creating a life worth living, because this show will stir your beliefs, make you question what it means to create a life worth living. So my promise to you is to always give you one question to answer for yourself today, to start turning your dreams into a reality. and gents thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to listen to this podcast because i know for a fact that you can be listening to any other show and it means the world to me that you're taking time out of your day to listen to this show i've got a real quick review that i want to list off for you uh it's just me ty out of all the podcasts i've listened to logan's syoi is among the best whether he's just speaking on his own or with the aid of a great guest logan creates a great thought-provoking atmosphere that is perfect for any podcast listener great people make great podcasts as a witness here keep it up logan man that means the world to me like thank you so much for taking the time to honestly write that i really really appreciate that and i just want to really quickly say to you guys like anybody that's listening right now please if you want to make a community join my facebook group scratch your own itch i would love to help you on your creative efforts and i'd love to help you have that person that you can speak out to anytime you feel like you need to i'm here for you so uh, please don't wait. I'll put that in the show notes. But before I get into this episode with Terry, I want to really quickly tell you that I think we're all really hard on ourselves. Like we see everything, right? And we see it all. And we know how much hard work we're doing and we know how we could be doing more work. But I want to let you know that regret will not exist if you know for a fact that you did your best. 
So to speak out to somebody about those little pains, about those little things that you're dealing with is so, 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 so important for you to do. It's imperative in your mental wealth and your mental health. So take time to either call a friend or message me if you feel like you need to just vent about some stuff. Uh, I, I would love to be there for you. So without further ado though, with this in mind, enjoy my interview with Terry Lancaster. So I've got a curiosity question for you. Have you ever noticed that if you look in the self-help section and you see all the books about the time management, effective habits, sleep routines, affirmations, and goal settings, and you read these thinking, well, I've got time on my hands. <laughs> I've, I've got more time on my hands than I know what to do with, actually. Or I kind of like my habits and I like my sleep routine and Every time I set up a really awesome goal because they tell me to dream big, I start to hate myself because I set up the goal way too large and that's the only thing I start thinking about and I start running my life as if I'm inside of a self-help book by adding more and more stuff to do. Well, if you're guilty of this, then I want to let you know that you're not alone (laughs) because I also, in the same way, And I feel like I've been failing at self-help for a while. My only conclusion, though, is that the way to get out of this is by connecting yourself with the right community or the right environment. And when it comes to reading a book that's a little bit outside of the box, my guest today is the definition of that. His name is Terry Lancaster. He is an entrepreneur, speaker, and the number one best-selling author. He helps salespeople, entrepreneurs, create better lives and build better businesses one step at a time using power of habits, focus, and flow that actually works. He is a TEDx speaker, and his articles have appeared in Forbes and even The Good Men Project. Terry's number one best-selling book is called Better self-help for the rest of us (laughs) what a great title Uh, but i know you are really curious as i am on what type of self-help tools might just be a waste of time honestly but which ones are worth it so without further ado i'd love to tackle deep into this and introduce you to my guest today terry lancaster hey terry how you doing today man uh, Logan, I am fantastic, man. I appreciate you having me on the show. How you doing? Good, good. Yeah, thank you so much for coming on. Uh, wow. Uh, yeah, your book is something, man. I really think it's a uh, something that you, you were just. I mean, really, it's very unique, and and I love that part of it. It's just uh, the the cover and everything too. It's just it's not a, a person with this awesome bold chest. It's a guy who. He's got some flub and he's out there and he looks like he looks like Superman even though he's got flub. <laughs> he is he is comfortable in his own skin. That's why I tell everyone he's just he's just proud to be him. That is amazing. So uh I guess uh, let's get into it. The mission of this show is to really 
make people feel less alone, give people the tools to live a life where they can start scratching their own itch by asking themselves quality questions in order to live, you know, a life that gives them freedom and obviously money to do the things that they love to do. But I'd like to start off by making someone feel less alone by uh, sharing with us that story in which you were ultimately challenged, but changed forever. You know, it's um, it, it's funny. I ended up writing the book, and uh, I never really intended to write to, to write a book. Even though my one of my lifelong goals had been to write a book, I always thought I'd end up maybe writing a, a fiction novel. And the last thing I, I planned on being was a self help book writer. You know, a van down by the river kind of guy. And uh, but I ended up, you know, my life. Um, you know, my, you know, I was, I wasn't in a van down by the river, but my life had, had went off the rails a little bit. I was, uh, you know, I, I wasn't in the place I wanted to be. And I, I, you know, reached a certain age and I wasn't the person I thought I'd be at that, at that certain age. So I started, I started making some changes in my life, you know, you know, exercising more and eating better and meditating and drinking and all the, all the, the self, you know, I quit drinking and all the self-help stuff that, that, that kind of goes into it. And I started blogging and, and writing about this. Uh, really more of a, for my own, for my own, uh, to scratch my own itch to, to, I was, it was just for me, it was dear diary. This is what, this is what I'm doing. And I, and I wrote about this for, you know, about a year and a half before I sat down and looked at it and said, you know, this might make a book. I could turn this into a book. And in the, in the course of, um, in the, in the course of turning my scribblings into a book, I sat down and I went back and, you know, you know, looked over. 50, 75 different blog posts, 100 blog posts that I'd done over the last couple of years and, and kind of said, all right, so if I'm going to turn this into a book, how do I organize it? Now, you know, so I put a chapter on on eating better, feeding the machine, and I put a chapter on training the machine, and I put a, a chapter on, on, you know, on, on the internal dialogue that goes into your head. But one of my favorite chapters is the chapter that I really realized the importance that connection plays in, in everyone's happiness. And it's, uh, we, we don't really think about it uh, as, as much as, as maybe we should, but connect. We, uh, human beings are, are herd animals. They're tri, they're, you know, they're, they're built to form a tribe. And I just, I literally just watched a video today that said the only reason human beings exist today as a species was because a hundred thousand years ago, we weren't the largest animals. We weren't the fastest animals there. You know, we didn't have the sharpest teeth of all the animals on the savanna in Africa. The one thing that we had that other animals didn't have was the ability to form a tribe, to connect with other human beings and convince and convert them to our way of thinking and get on the same page. And that's there's only there's really only three creatures in the in, in the universe that we know of that have this ability. That's us, bees and ants. There's the, they're the only ones that can form this tribe. And when we step outside that tribe and we don't have those connections, things seem askew. And, uh, you know, it, that's, that's when depression sets in and, and agitation because things just don't seem right if we don't have that tribe and connection. And, and especially in modern life, and I'm a big social media proponent. I use, I'm a social selling uh, guy. I, I teach salespeople how to use Facebook and, and Twitter to, to sell more stuff and make more money. But social media is a dual-edged sword. It's it's great for connecting, but it also can be used if people don't use it the right way. It's um, it uh, it it kind of separates the world into us and them. If so, the thing I try to encourage everyone to do is to use social media, but to use it to make an honest connection. Be exactly who you are. Connect with more people. Be who you are all day long. 
Just be who you are louder and quit trying to compare your life to the imaginary life that you're seeing on, on social media. Just, uh, just make the connections and, uh, and live your life. Hey friends. So let me ask you real quick. Are you someone who's trying to get more visibility? Who's trying to be in front of the crowd? Well, if that's you, I want to let you know that first of all, you're not alone. Second of all, if you want to get on more podcasts or ones that actually scratch your own itch, meaning maybe you have a book or a business or maybe you do speaking or if you don't yet do speaking, maybe you can and maybe you'd love to. Well, I put something together for you and in this little giveaway, I'm going to show you how to pitch yourself or podcast and how to actually be professional when you show up so you can be the next authority in your niche so you can start scratching your own itch. I know what it's like to build something, create something, and then there just be crickets. No one wants that. You need to be seen. You need to be heard because you have a message to share, a message that is worthy of hearing. Podcasts nowadays, more than ever, are being consumed by people. And guess who's actually learning the knowledge that's being shared? It's podcast listeners. It gives you a license to be an authority in whatever area you really dream of being an authority in. So if this at all starts to give you a little itch to scratch, just email logan at logantylernelson.com. Again, that's logan at logantylernelson.com. Wow. Uh, well, uh, so much to touch base on. I, I, the last thing that you just said is, is incredible to, to reiterate this sort of just be who you are on social media. But the thing that I really want to dig into is, is this, um, this, this ability that humans have, and that is to make a tribe, to make the tribe specifically mm -hmm. to you. And I think uh, the reason why I'm just uh, doing this podcast overall. And, and, and I think the reason why anybody actually starts to like gets outside of them sh themselves and starts sharing their story is because they've isolated themselves for so long that if they don't start to share their message with someone and, and a specific message in a matter that they like to do, they will never do it. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah. I want to ask, uh, because I know two, I, I know people change because it two, uh, because of certainty, first of all, and then uh, an extreme pain point and an extreme pleasure point. Was there mm -hmm. ever like such an extreme pain point in your own life where you needed to change? Uh, I know you talked a little bit about alcoholism, but if you want to dig deep into that. Well, I mean, because... actually, the, yeah, pa the pain point, I can describe the pain to you in like a railroad spike in the middle of my head. I mean, because I, I, I just woke up one morning and this was... Um, this was just a little over five years ago, and I've been drinking since I was 14 years old. And I never really thought I had a problem. I liked drinking. I liked going out and having a good time. I liked hanging out with my buddies. Um, I, and, I, and, I, and I didn't think I had a, pro, a drinking problem 
even though my grandfather had been alcoholic and I knew I had I had a tendency to rely toward alcoholism, I thought I had it under control for one specific reason. And it's the craziest thing looking back on it now. I, I had mistaken being lucky for being responsible. And because I had never had a DUI, I thought I didn't have a problem. I thought I was good to go. So I drank with abandon. You know, I did, did exactly whatever I wanted to because honestly, I felt like I had one to give. And then one morning about five years ago, in the course of me, I, you know, I, I realized my life wasn't where I wanted to be. And I, you know, I had started exercising and lost a little weight and I was trying to get my drinking under control. But what that meant was instead of binge drinking three nights a week, I only binge drank two nights a week. And uh, and it, it just it made things get away from me a little faster because I started losing some of my tolerance that I built up. And I woke up one morning with this railroad spike just in, in my head. And it was just this big pounding headache. And the old uh, Hank Williams Jr. song, Hangovers Hurt More Than They Used To, has, has never been truer. And I woke up and I, I was asleep on the couch. And honestly, I, the last thing I remember was walking out of the bar the night before. I have no recollection of driving home. I don't even know that I drove home. But literally, for all I know, the aliens abducted me and, and, and brought me home. And um, I know for a fact, if the aliens abducted me, they can't park for crap because they my car was crooked in the driveway, and uh, and and I couldn't I couldn't I couldn't find my pants, much less my keys. Um, so I didn't couldn't find my key or my cell phones to uh, to call in my buddies and find out what happened. I ended up finding um, my pants and my uh, cell phone and my keys uh, in a in a big wet puddle down in the basement because apparently the aliens had decided that I needed to clean the pool when I got home at three o'clock in the morning from the bar. So I cleaned the pool at three o'clock in the morning, uh, pulled my, my blue jeans and my keys and left them there on the floor and finally found my cell phone. And I, I called my buddies and said, what happened? And, um, you know, it was just one of those things. The night got away from me as, as you know, sometimes they tend to do when you drink too much. And I was I was 40, I don't know, six, seven, eight years old at that time. And I, it just it kind of hit me like a ton of bricks that, you know, I don't need to be I mean, this. I don't need to be living like this. This is, you know, I've been I've been living like this since I was 14 years old. I've been fighting hangovers for like, uh, you know, since I was 14 years old. And and, uh, and since I was 14 years old, I, I did exactly what I'd always done. Then I started making promises to Jesus. Dear Lord, dear Lord, if you'll get me out of this, I, will, I promise I'll never drink again. And even, you know, I knew I was saying that, but I knew I was going to drink again. If, if, you know, I'll only drink beer, you know, from now, no more, no more, you know, fireball and uh, tequila shots for me. Or I'll only drink a light beer. I'll drink Coors Light. That's not even beer. That doesn't even count. And I'm making these promises because that's what I'd always done. I'd negotiated. And I ended up making this promise kind of out of the blue. And I promised that I would, uh, that I would not drink for 30 days. I was not going to drink for 30 days because this, this actually, this was my birthday. This was my, I think it was my 47th birthday. And uh, I, this was a switch is October 1st. And I said, if, if uh, I'm going to go all of October without drinking, I'm going to call it sober October. And I, uh, so I did just this experiment because the idea of not drinking over the long term was completely unimaginable to my life. And I think that's the problem with most self-help stuff is we we look at these big goals and they're outrageous to us. And when we don't immediately hit them, we. um we, 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 we let them go by the wayside and go back to doing exactly what we had done before. But I promised to go 30 days without drinking. And I did. I went 30 days without drinking with the full intention of having a big binge drinking uh, excess on, on, on Halloween, the 31st. But uh, over the course of that first month, I, uh, you know, I, I, I felt better. 
and ended up losing 10 or 15 pounds. And it was enough to persuade me, well, maybe I want to go another 30 days. Again, never in my life did I imagine that I would go the rest of my life without drinking. It wasn't even something that was on the table. But I'm just going to go another 30 days without drinking. And over the course of that 30 days, I started exercising. And I ran a mile uh, during that November. I ran one mile uh, nonstop without stopping or puking for the first time since literally I'd been 16 years old. And even when I was 16, I was the fat kid at the, uh, at the back of gym class walking, you know, running five steps and walking five steps, making, looking around, making sure the coach wasn't going to catch, catch me walking. But uh, in, my, in the course of my, that November, I ran a mile for the first time in, in three decades. And, uh, and I lost another 10 or 15 pounds. And it was enough to convince me, okay, well, that worked. I did 30 days. Now I did 60 days. Let's see if I can go one more 30 days. And I had a buddy who, uh, who always had this big Christmas shindig every year, like, uh, like the weekend before Christmas. And it was, just, it, was, it was our big all-out blowout. We did that every year. It was the biggest drunk of the year. And my intention was I wasn't going to go another 27 or 24, 23, however many it days was till, the, till that Saturday before Christmas. And I was going to, just going to have me a big old festival then. And, uh, and I went, so I went, uh, you know, a total of 80 some odd days without drinking. And I got to my buddy's Christmas party and I'm looking around and, uh, all my, all my buddies are, are, you know, drinking with, with abandon like they've always done. And, uh, they're just hammering things back and, they, you know, and it's just like any other party I've ever been to, except I feel weird. Like this, this is not appealing to me. Why? I've spent 30 years. I've spent three decades of my life chasing happiness in the bottom of a bottle. And I don't even understand why anymore. I, I, over, over the course of those 80 some odd days without drinking, I lost, I, I broke the habit of drinking and I lost any desire to have drinking. I realized that I can, I can be happy and I'm actually happier if I'm quit chasing happiness and then said, I was looking for happiness in the bottom of a bottle and uh, you're never going to find it there. And, and happiness is funny because the more you chase it, the farther it's going to run away. And, uh, I just decided I never want to drink again. And, uh, I mean, and, and I haven't, I haven't had a drink in five years and maybe, you know, maybe I will one day, I, you know, who, who knows, but, um, but it's, it's changed my life because I've quit looking for things and I've realized that, that the stuff that I thought made me happy didn't make me happy. And, uh, and it was the pain of that hangover and the pain of that. I've realized that I've, I've spent my entire life with, with almost like these shackles on my feet. I, I tell someone it's a yoke, a yoke that I've been carrying around. I've, I've worked a lot harder than I had to work because I, uh, I spent so much time, uh, chase, chasing the excess and, uh, you know, not only how much money I've saved over this, but, uh, but the pain of that realization allowed me to take a step away from it and realize that, that all that pain was of my own causing. It didn't have to be there. Wow. Oh, my God, man. Oh. Uh, first of all, I want to say I got to acknowledge you for this, this awesome example of what it is to be someone that has this identity, this story that they tell themselves that's, hey, I need to be drinking in order to be happy. Like, and 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 you believe that right because that's the story mm. that you tell yourself that it gives you energy it lets you be loose it, le it gives you all these like certain sort of like just comfort zones and then also you find a new sort of healthy habit which is which is running which is moving which is taking things by what i want to really 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 direct though is that you took time you didn't try to run a marathon yes the next day after stopping 
yeah. you, alcohol, you, you just start walking. And, and I, I tell people mm-hmm. all the time, the, the body is the mind. <laughs> and the body is truly the mind. So if, if, if yep. you're at a place too where, um, where I kind of want to talk about, because I know you talk about it in your book, how everyone has different, different habits that they need to get to because, well, straight up, like everyone's dealing with different problems. Some people are dealing with this problem of I got to run a mile under five minutes because my track coach tells me, or someone has a problem that right. I, I just haven't gotten off the couch in 14 weeks. Uh, I just need to get yeah. out and, and learn how to walk again and move my body again. Um, so what do you think though? What do you think was the biggest, um, sort of like, I guess real, 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 uh, discovery about yourself once you started living this, this lifestyle of being just, just healthier. The, the, uh, the, the biggest discovery I made, which is unusual, and I'm going to tell you and I'm going to tell your audience this, and it's going to make everyone comfortable because it made me uncomfortable and it flew in the face of everything I thought I knew about myself and about the human experience. And I'm going to tell you this, you're not in charge. You, you get up in the morning and you think you make all these decisions and especially especially entrepreneurs and salespeople, which most of the people I deal with. And I've been an entrepreneur and salesperson my entire life. Uh, not, not really an alpha personality, but definitely a, 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 an independent personality. I thought I, you know, I thought that my life was the product of the decisions that I made. And that I, I, I could choose to do the, these things. And I, you know, everything depended on the choices that I made and the decisions that I make. And it turns out, it turns out that human beings are, um, are really kind of big computers. We function the same way a big computer does. And is that we do exactly what we are programmed to do. We have these, we all have subroutines in our brain that tell us how to react and respond to certain situations. And, and, and we respect, react and respond to those situations before we ever really have a chance to make a conscious decision. And scientists have, have measured this fact that when, when presented with things, they can, in, in, they can measure internally that we've made the decision of what to do before we've even acknowledged what, what happened. The, 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 the programming happens that fast. And we don't recognize this because we call those programs habits. And human beings are creatures of habits. We, I mean, how many times have you have you driven to work? And or I, I did this yesterday. I was I was planning on going to the dry cleaners, and I get uh, I get to the end of the street and I turn right because that's the way I always go to the ice rink. And I go to the ice rink a lot more than I go to the dry cleaners. And I had to circle back around and go to the dry cleaners because I turned right out of habit. We go to work the same way every day out of habit. We uh, we tie our shoes the same way every day out of habit. Um, we, uh, we, we, we put our peanut butter on the one side of the bread and our jelly on the other side of the bread, because that's the exact same way we've always done it. And we go to work after we go to the bar after work and drink, because that's the way we've always done it. And we eat big Mac, big Macs and fries and, and drink Cokes every day for lunch, because that's the way we've always done it. And we hardwire ourselves. We built these neurological processes into our brains that make it easier for us to function. And what I found out is that the only way you can change anything, and, and, and uh, I do a lot of speaking, and people kind of refer to me as a motivational speaker, and I think that's uh, that's kind of bullcrap because motivation is a horrible, horrible, horrible device for creating long-term change in your life. Everybody's motivated till the exact moment they're not motivated, and that's why motivation will always it'll always fail you in the exact moment you need it the most because that's the exact moment that you ran out of it. 
But what won't run out is if you reprogram yourself and you reprogram yourself by creating new habits, whether the habit is running every day, whether the habit is making 10 cold calls a day, uh, if you're a salesperson, whether the habit is not drinking all those times when you normally would been drinking, you can, you can reprogram yourself if you set out consciously to recognize the role that habit plays in your life and seek to develop habits that are helpful for you as opposed to the habits that uh, you've been following uh, for no good reason. And, and, and you, you look around and uh, the difference between habit and addiction is a pretty fine line. You look at the biggest corporations in America, the tobacco companies and the food companies and the alcohol companies, uh, the gambling companies. These are the, you know, the American economy is, is driven by addiction and, and driven by habit. The, you know, they, they recognize these forces. Uh, uh, Starbucks is huge because people are addicted to caffeine. McDonald's is huge because people are addicted to sugar and, uh, and fatty foods. Um, it, it, it drives the American economy and it, it, it drives our life to a, a degree that amazed me when I sat back and started looking at it, that these, these are all just functions of habit. And uh, you have to start recognizing what your habits are and, uh, and reprogramming yourself to, uh, to, to function the way you want. Hey, Logan Tyler Nelson here. I would so appreciate it if you took some time to hit the subscribe button. I really want to just honestly live and give. Why? Because I was told when I was young that if you're feeling down, the best way to feel better is by lifting someone up again. So in an effort to make someone feel less alone, please hit the subscribe button so the podcast has a better chance of being found and making someone feel less alone. And if you're feeling down, hey, it can help you. Know that by hitting that subscribe button, you just did someone a huge favor. So thank you for hitting that subscribe button. Yeah. Oh, my God, dude. I love this. Uh, I love talking about habits. And um, I guess it's a, it's a habit of mine to talk about habits. <laughs> um, uh, no, but on a serious level, I, I actually, I had a, I, I posted the other day that uh, I think life is sort of an illusion. It's, and it's just a game. It's one big game. And you're talking a little bit about how really the mind is just a, a program, whatever you program your mind with, um, the mind mm-hmm. wants to get good at it. And, uh, and I talk about this cause I, I'm currently writing a book and it's really funny because, um, when I started reflecting and I started talking about uh, my seven days of isolation and being an agoraphobic sort of like just, just being by myself all the time, the mind actually really thrives to try to find something to do anything, mm-hmm. just anything to do, like yeah. anything, anything to do. And, um, and so the reason why I talk about that is because even when, even when you're alone and you think that, uh, you are lost or whatever and you don't have anything to do your mind will actually come up with uh, with things that like you were saying earlier that it's thought about way before in the past and in the moment so like the moment that we're having right now happened like 20 20 seconds ago and we weren't even aware of it and it gets to the point where like whatever you can prime i i believe it i don't know if you believe whatever you prime yourself with so like if you prime yourself with, you know, uh, happy thoughts, like people cheering for you, uh, you know, people having a, a sort of like exciting to do something, 
then you're going to you're going to be setting yourself up for so much more success and i think that that's a habit right there um that a lot of people just don't talk about and people don't talk about this sort of like priming yourself for success like where literally if you if you if you um, not i don't want to say like affirmations but if you literally just just think about a, t- a, a really awesome conversation that you want to have with someone, you're going to prime yourself to know that that's going to happen because you've already mm-hmm. had that talk. Um, yeah. So. The, the, the thing, the thing, um, the, the thing that I think most people don't tell you is that you really have to be careful with that because the, the, I mean, again, everything's, everything's a two edged sword. And if you, if you affirm yourself that, uh, you know, you, you have, you have these, uh, uh, affirmations and message boards and, and and things like that. Sometimes you're 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 generating expectations in your life that uh, that you you have this thought. Well, okay, well I'm going to get the yacht, or I'm going to I'm going to get the beautiful girl, or I'm going to make the million dollars. And um and and you need to you need to be careful of of programming the big thoughts into your head. And this is where this is where the entire title of the book came from is that I want to program myself to be better. I don't need to make a million dollars, but I need to program myself to make one more sales call. I need to program myself to run one more day, to take the next step. And we, we end up looking, you know, not 20 seconds in the future, but maybe 20 years in the future. And we think, oh man, if I just do this for 20 years, I'll get to retire. And we, you know, we forget everything that's going to happen in the next 20 years. So, so, so think positive thoughts and life is a big feedback loop. Absolutely. You're, you, you, we create our own reality each and every day, you know, in, 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 in billions and billions of different ways on a philosophical level, a physiological level, a quantum physics level, psychological level, every way you can think of, we create our own reality, but we create our own reality one step at a time. So you have to concentrate on the next step and don't get too far in the future because that's what creates the disconnect if you get too far in the future then you've removed yourself from reality i uh you know i, t- I tell everyone that the kind of happiness this is a definition i've read happiness one time is happiness is when your external reality what's happening in front of your eyeballs matches your internal reality what's happening between your ear holes and, if you, and the more you can get those synced up the better off you are but if you're looking at one thing and in your mind you're thinking about how how things could be great and people are going to be cheering for you and you're going to be super famous. And, and there's, there's this incongruity, uh, that, 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 that causes you to stop taking the actions when things are incongruous, it, it causes a disconnect. So you want, you want to kind of lean those two into each other and get both your internal and your external reality leaning in the direction you want to go. Wow. That is, uh, that is amazing. I love that you say that that's all you want to do is become better. Uh, just, and that, that is, uh, something that I talk a little bit about is just the one person, one's personal definition of success by just writing down that, that personal definition of success that you have the night before of the three things or one thing even that you just want to do the next day, um, mm-hmm. can set you up for success. And, uh, I mean, that's, that's really my, uh, the thing is, is it's it's not sexy for people to actually buy on to. It's just to do right. one mini thing. Um, it's like and we got to take sell these. A lot of books. <laughs> no, uh, exactly, exactly. So, but I I'm into what works versus what looks good on the outside. And um, we're coming down to the end, and I want to ask you some uh, what I call scratching the surface curiosity questions, just to get sure. to know you a little bit better, and also more about what you do in life. Mm-hmm. 
All right. Um, the first question I'd like to ask is, uh, what is a thought that you keep having about yourself that you kind of wish you didn't have anymore? Well, I, um, I, I, I'm an introvert and, uh, and I, my, I always, I always, even, even, even still today, I'm an introvert. I've been an introvert and I have, um, you know, I have stressful thoughts, especially going into new situations, especially going into social situations where there, there's a lot of people. And, and I don't know that it's a thought, but it's a, it's a hesitation. It's, I always tell myself, well, I'm no good in this situation. Even though I've survived millions of them, I, 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 I get stressed. If I'm going into a, a networking thing where there's 100 salespeople and I have to make small talk, it's stressful to me and, and, and I wish it wasn't. <laughs> so and uh, so the, the, and, and I, know how, I know how to counteract it. And that's to you know, take each conversation one at a time, make eye contact and human connection with each person in the room and forget about the hundreds of other people. But uh, it all when 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 there's a hundred people I don't know and I have to make small talk with and, I, and I'm, I'm afraid of making small talk with all of them I have uh, I have a little uh, stress breaking that down into the one-on-one -on -one conversations which I'm perfectly fine with and I, once once I'm making one one conversation with someone so I wish I didn't have that uh, that stress and negative uh, apprehension when I walk into those situations. Ah, oh, that is incredible <laughs> self-reflection. I just want to point that out that I. Uh... You know that about yourself, but you know more so that it just takes, it's like a workout, you know, it's like, oh gosh, I got to do this ha long, yeah. you know, mile or whatever. But once you start getting going, you start sort of like, I guess, greasing the gears and it just goes, it's all downhill from there. It's good, uh, good stuff. Uh, the next thing I'd like to ask is if you could, uh, sit someone in front of you, uh, living or, no longer alive and uh, actually become that person for just one month, who would it be and why? You know what? Uh, and, 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 and I say this with, uh, with all, uh, with uh, all humbleness possible, I don't want to be anybody. I want to be me, <laughs> you know, and, and, and I don't, I don't think, uh, uh, you know, everyone, everyone, everyone looks, we only know the external reality of whether it's Michael Jordan or, or Jesus Christ or, uh, or Albert Einstein or all these famous people that we think, well, I'd like to, I would like to see what it's like to be them for, uh, for, for a month. Uh, I don't, you know, I just want, I just want to be me. I, I think, I think I have the same brain that any human being has had. And I can, uh, I can, I can think the same thoughts that, uh, that any human being can think. Uh, and I need to concentrate on, uh, on being a better Terry Lancaster instead of being the next Albert Einstein. That's awesome. I love it. Um, I love that answer. Thank you so much for being you. Because honestly, dude, like, I, I know exactly where you're coming from. Just, <laughs> I think that actually trying to be anybody but yourself is um, possibility to set yourself up for failure because you're trying so hard and it's exhausting yeah. to be anybody but yourself. But yeah. I, I do ask that question only because I think that, um, we have to have heroes in our lives and uh, to look up to someone is kind of nice. But the next uh, sort of curiosity question I've got for you is um, what is a belief that you had about yourself 10 years ago that if you thought about this belief that you had 10 years ago, it's just completely not true? Well, I, I, I again, I, I think the uh, the immutable fa the immutable fact of my life is ten years ago I was a drinker. I, you know, I've been drinking since I was fourteen years old, and I was a partier. And I had I had a buddy that said drinkers always find drinkers. All my best friends were drinkers, 
And um, I've always been a drinker. I've always been a partier. It's it was an immutable part of my life. Um, I mean, I, I I can't even begin to over describe how central I thought that was to to my Terryness. I thought it was a fundamental factor of being Terry that Terry was the, Terry was the guy who drank. And then when when I found out that Terry isn't necessarily that guy, that Terry doesn't have to be that guy. Um, uh, it was it was mind blowing. And uh, then I found out that that fat Terry, fat little Terry, who uh, who couldn't run, who couldn't run a hundred yards, he can run a mile. And not only can he run a mile, he's run a mile every day for the last one thousand one hundred and seventy seven days in a row. That he can do that, and all he has to do is do it. That that there's nothing written in stone that I can be anything that I want to be as long as I lean into it. And I thought I thought being fat and drunk was indelible. I thought that was who I was. Uh, beyond question. And uh, to find out that it's not necessarily and it doesn't have to be that way is uh, is uh, enormous. I can't I can't I can't begin to over over describe or underestimate it. Wow. Wow. One thing I really want to point out is the sort of, uh, you know, there's this Jim Carrey thing going around right now where Jim Carrey actually says on YouTube, like there is no Jim Carrey. There is there's no Jim Carrey. There's just a guy who uh, finds something that inspires him and something that he cares about and he starts doing it. And then uh, there's now a different person that you see. And like you were saying earlier is like Terry believed that he was a drinker and he was he was just a drinker and he associated himself with that. And then you, I loved how you actually talked about yourself in the third person because I think that actually allows um, whoever is listening right now, like, if you talk to yourself about it, it, it keeps yourself from being uh, put into a hole rather than being actually in a sort of like outside of possibility. Like you, you can say like Logan is a person that is um, has has the ability to give a million dollars of value to someone, even though I don't have a million dollars in my bank account. I have that ability, mm -hmm. like Logan has that ability. And I love, I just want to point that out just because Jim Carrey uh, is uh, someone who's had it all uh, seemingly. And you, to me, are someone who's had it all seemingly because you have a book and everything. But it just gives anybody that doesn't have a book, anybody that doesn't have uh, a, a TED Talk like yourself, a TEDx Talk, right. um, like it's possible. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, and that's the yeah, whole I mean, point. It's possible. Yeah, it, it, it is the, the possibilities. You know, the universe is made of possibilities. Yes. Uh, so um, because of the TEDx talk that you had, I want to just give you the floor to say whatever you'd like to say that we haven't talked about yet. Um, I don't really do this very much, but I just feel like you've given so much to the listener right now. That if uh, if you have anything else on your mind that you just want to share, uh, you can, and then also your your social plugs, of course, anything like that. Yeah, well, uh, my, my, I tell you one of my favorite quotes that I, that I end up putting in a lot of speeches from a uh, a guy named uh, Joss Whedon, and that's always be yourself unless you suck. Um, so so always <laughs> always be yourself, but rec you know recognize that you have faults and you can improve them, but uh, but you know your 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 improvement happens one little bit at a time. So quit trying to be 
the next Terry Lancaster or the next Jim Carrey, but be, no, you just be exactly who you are. And you can't get where you're going unless you start where you are. So be who you are, only better. Be who you are, only louder. Sing the song of you and use your social media to tell your tale and connect with more people and, and to build your tribe because you have to have those connections and the connections are what's gonna, gonna make you happy. Um, but you can't, you can't build a tribe uh, around a, a, false, a false you. You have to you have to be exactly who you are and uh, and, and, and tell that story. But, you know, if you're a jerkwad, you're only going to attract jerks into your life. Uh, there's a, a TV show called uh, Justified that I used to watch. He said, you know what? If you run into a jerk in the morning, well, you just you know, you just ran into a jerk. That's one of those things. Uh, the, the, the main character says, you know, some, sometimes you run into a jerk. But if you run into jerks all day long. You're the jerk. <laughs> you're yeah. the problem. So, so, so build, build your tribe. And, uh, and, and the other thing is just, uh, Michael Jackson, the, uh, the, the, the big Michael Jackson song is, uh, the man in the mirror. You know, everyone wants to change the world, but no one wants to change themselves. Change yourself into the vision you want the world to be one little bit at a time. I love that. Thank you so much, Terry, for saying all that stuff. And, uh, hey, I'm going to add in all the, um, social medias that you have in the show notes. So anybody that's trying to find those, Terry Lancaster is not really hard to find. Uh, you can just not. Google him. Uh, and then also, uh, yeah, check out the book better. Um, I, I'm not joking you. That's the trick right there that no one really, and I don't want to say no one, but I want to say just a few people. Uh, are not actually taking advantage of is it. just it's just one small investment at a time and Herculean sort of marathon sort of type of thinking just it it it, it doesn't work <laughs> it just doesn't and that's why I started the show off why I did because um this stuff actually works it's sort of like these huge goals that people have like it seems cool and it seems fun to have those huge 90 day projections but just one day at a time is really the way to transform so thank you terry for uh coming on again logan thank you for having me I had a great time buddy appreciate you thank you There's another episode of Scratch Your Own Itch. Uh, thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to support the show by listening. Um, the biggest compliment you could ever pay me is just by sharing this because honestly, it doesn't take much. And it feels so good when people create something and take time. And when I see someone take time to create something that really just changed my day either made me feel less alone, maybe put a smile on my face, made me laugh, made me feel wiser. I always want to share it with the world because why? When I share something that resonates with me, why not share it? I mean, that's just kind of the thing that goes around and it's free. It takes no time at all other than just a click of the button, share. On either Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, any of those social media platforms would be great to share this. So I really appreciate it. And I want to say that um, anybody who's looking to gain authority or expertise in their area, 
and they don't want to take another year, year and a half to write a book and wait until that's published, I think the best way is right now is to start a podcast. So if you're at all interested in starting a podcast, if you meet the certain requirements, I would love to help you with a podcast and also get a website going for you as well. And this is not an easy task. It's hard to actually get it done and get it out there. So every now and then we need some help. And I'm here for you. So please reach me at Logan at LoganTylerNelson.com if you're interested at all. And don't ever forget, you matter and you're enough.